Hey guys, the saga continues with the messed up audio recording um, or microphone. Just bear with it. You got two more episodes to go. I'll do the best I can to remember all the questions that I asked. Incoming transmission. Download complete. This is Wayne. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to the broadcast show after tournament report. Tonight we have with us Isaac Arnold Brigovitz. Isaac, can you please go over your build with us? Uh, what was on the main for sideline and maps? Thank you for having me. I played Spider Man Family theme, but it isn't really Spider Man Family. I got Sicarian Iron Man at 50, Scarlet Witch at 75, Marvella at 15, Human Torch, the um, Deep Cuts one. At 20, 25 point Empire starter game, I think, Spider Man, uh, 60 point thing from Fantastic Four, and 40 point Invisible Woman from Fantastic Four. Although the last three get swapped out every game. Uh, for objects, I had the Cloak of Levitation and the Emotional Modifier. And for maps, I had the Glenmore Roof Cemetery, Realm of Death, and Otherworld Castle. So for my sideline, I had six figures for the uh, Fantastic Four swap outs. I had Franklin Richards. Um, Future Foundation, Doctor Doom, the Uncommon One, Lockjaw, Diablo, High Evolutionary, and Wizard. Although, every game I'm just swapping into Franklin, Doom, and Lockjaw. The other three are allies for, um, since Doom's a captain, to give him plus one attack against Mystical, Cosmic, and Scientist. Uh, yeah, she gives, she's also an ally. She gives plus one attack for Doom against equipped characters. So it's, yeah, so like attacking a Sakarian Iron Man with a cloak, Doom gets plus two attack, or an equipped Thanos, he'll get plus two attack. It makes him into a very, very threatening attacker, especially when he's around Human Torch with the enhancement, yeah. I had Destroyer on my sideline for, I wasn't playing a Prime, and just one Scroll Spy. So what figures did you want to build around first, or what was like the uh, foundation for the team that you're trying to build? Yeah, so I knew... I wanted to play Iron Man, Scarlet Witch. They're just, they're the two, in my opinion, they're the two best figures in the meta right now. Especially with people speculating that Thanos is going to be nerfed. Like, having two very strong attacking figures is now no longer as much of a liability if Thanos isn't going to get played as much. Because before, he'd be able to mind control them both and cause, like, serious damage. Which is why I'm playing the Emotional Modifier. But I knew I wanted to play both of them on a theme, because they theme very well. I knew there was the Spider-Man family theme with Miles, Miles West, uh, Commissioning, and Flash. And I just wanted to try something different. I knew that Alex Kuz, I think, had played the a very similar team previously. He was playing the Fantastic Four swap-ins with Iron Man, Scarlet Witch. And I figured I'd do the same. I changed my sideline a bit from his. Uh, the biggest difference is I'm playing Doctor Doom, who has leadership with keywords that match with Iron Man and Scarlet Witch, so he can remove tokens from anyone on the team. Uh, the main like goal of the team, the reason that I built it, was because I wanted somewhat of an alpha strike, where you can TK up Scarlet Witch and hyperspeed full board with Iron Man 
and get that quick attack in, but also just a team with both of them that wasn't as, I guess, wasn't as soft as the Miles Miles West version where Flash has two clicks or Commissioner or Rookie just has one click. Instead, I have Franklin and Doom and Lockjaw who have like 19 clicks total or something, making it a lot, it's a lot more to get through. I forget what I asked about Spelunky exactly, but I uh, was starting to go over Isaac's build, and I just wanted to make sure that I understood that the main force had like an ally or a captain or a sidekick somewhere to interact with the sideline active stuff for the Gomorrah and other stuff on his team. Not on the main force, but I wasn't sure if that, since like in the slot where you write what the purpose on the sideline is for, I thought if you could just write like ally, I thought that would be fine, but I'm not sure. I right here I tell him that uh, that for the character to be on your sideline, it has to uh, uh, interact with something on your starting main force. And then I follow up with if uh, Gamora had ever had any interactions with the games that he played. Gamora didn't come up at all during my games today. If so, it wouldn't have changed anything. But I can definitely, if that's the case, I can definitely work it so that of my Fantastic Four swaps, I could play a celebrity Fantastic Four who's also a captain so that she could stay on the sideline. So what are some of the uh, good matchups or best matchups for the team? And what are some of the bad matchups or worst matchups for the team? Uh, I think the main, like the best matchup for the team as far as like things in the meta go, is probably Thanos. I built it specifically with Thanos in mind. Having Scarlet Witch's Rune Marker is extreme. Is I think the best thing against Thanos right now. Being able to shut off, being the only thing that can turn off his invul, is extremely prevalent. The emotional modifier, which I which I put on Lockjaw, giving everyone Battle Fury. Uh, with Doctor Doom having sidestep and flight, I'm able to position so that. Lockjaw is adjacent to my Fantastic Four characters without having line of fire. So he gives he doesn't give them Battle Fury while he carries them until he puts them down. So it doesn't really mess with my game plan, and I never have to switch off of Battle Fury with the emotional modifier. Uh, so Thanos is definitely, I think, the best matchup for this team. The other ones, I'm not sure. I would like to try it against the Miles Miles West version of the Scar and Iron Man Scarlet Witch team to see how it does, because I haven't tested that yet. And I feel like that would probably be the closest matchup for it because they're just so similar. So what are the bad matchups or worst matchups that you're concerned about? Very swarmy teams. Like the uh, unthemed Agatha is something I think I'm particularly worried about just because they're normally a bit more mobile with their rune marker as they have usually Venom Magneto to TK her up twice, and then she can poof in the hindering. And if they get their rune marker off on me first, well, I have somewhat of a good way to deal with it, with Human Torch knocking my characters back out of it, and Lockjaw being able to carry them out of it. It's still not a great situation, especially when they have so many strong attackers on the unthemed team, like Commissioner or Bishop. I think that's probably the worst matchup for this team. Is this a rough draft team or a final draft team? Is there anything on here that you would tweak or change or get rid of or add? I think the main force, or at least the figures that end up on the main force, are if this team is good enough to compete with all the other top level teams, I think those are the figures that are going to do it. I don't think anything on the main force needs tweaking. Maybe like emotional modifier could be changed. I was trying it for the lasso that to put on Lockjaw to make figures immobile for a little bit. But if anything is to be changed, it's probably just the sideline 
maybe cut an ally or two for another scroll spy or a sentinel. But I think this is like it is a rough draft team, but I'm not sure what I would change in the future. All right, thank you for sharing insight about your team. Let's get into your rounds. Uh, round one, do you recall who you played against? Uh, yeah, I played against Lewis, I believe. Oh, right. Lewis was my game two. I played against Wesley. Uh, yeah, I think I remember. He played uh, 150 points Scarlet Witch, 75 point Chase, Time Travel, Spider Man, um, Power Broker, and Sakarian Iron Man. So I won map. He was unthemed. I had plus three on him. We went to Glengrove Cemetery. My first turn, I just equipped my objects. I put Emotional Modifier on Lockjaw. I put the Cloak on Iron Man and cast to him. He picked up an object with his Iron Man. He didn't. He wasn't playing any specials, like he wasn't playing the Cloak. So he had to just move Iron Man to pick up an object and put it on his card. He moved up with... um. Scarlet Witch, and then he passed. I decided to just run with Iron Man all the way across the board, and I took out his Power Broker. So, oh wait, I cleared, and he picked up an object with Iron Man. Because his when I went up, his Iron Man was double-tokened. So I went up with my Iron Man, I took out his Power Broker, and outwitted his Iron Man's willpower, so that he couldn't clear tokens off of him the next turn. And then I called, I said Battle Fury with the Emotional Modifier on Lockjaw, ran next to Scarlet Witch and outwitted her running shot so that she couldn't shoot and she also couldn't running shot out of the radius of Lockjaw. So he was more or less forced to put down the Rune Marker, which was convenient because he had Spider-Man right next to his Scarlet Witch. And so you'd have to take away his powers as well. Although it did take away the Battle Fury that I gave in with Lockjaw. So when he put down his Rune Marker, uh, he ended up, he shot at my Scarlet Witch and hit her for three, but that was all he could do since he only had the two figures that could do anything. He cleared with his Iron Man, ran my all my Fantastic Four figures with Lockjaw out of the range of the Rune Marker. Since his Spider-Man was in it, in his own, I had my Scarlet Witch shoot at him, which wasn't an easy attack. It was kind of risky. I think I probably could have played it better where I got an easier attack off on him or he had less defense or something. But I ended up hitting even after he had a theme or even after he had a prob on it with uh, his Scarlet Witch. And that hit was super important because I was able to heal with the attack power on mine. I knocked back his Spider-Man. I used my Iron Man then to take out his Spider-Man. And then that was all I could do for my turn. But his Scarlet Witch is double token, so only his Iron Man could act. Now I had based him with a scroll spy I made from Spider-Man. And I outwitted Plasticity so that he would have a tough time breaking away. If he called it. Yeah, I thought that I had already, I was up on points, so I wasn't going to risk, like the 20 points wasn't that big of a risk. And it was right next, it was right near Iron Man where I could sidestep and base him. So I think Scroll Spy is not, like whenever you KO someone, you shouldn't always bring up Scroll Spy. But if he's able, like, I think he's the greatest tile that you can bring in. He's zero points and he comes in right in the middle of the opponent's squad. They have to deal with him. And so I based his Iron Man with the Spy. And all he like he broke away from it with a sidestep and shot at I think he shot at my Iron Man, but he ended up missing. He needed an eight, so I wasn't hindering. And then I was able to get some attacks off on his Iron Man, but both of us hadn't played I hadn't played online in a while. I think it was his first online tournament ever, so we were both playing a little slow. Wesley is actually kind of new to the game. Yeah, here it looks online. That's awesome, actually. He played really well. So I I could not tell. But it ended up where time was called. Yeah. Yeah. He I took out his power broker and Spider Man. I think we only played four or five turns. Not long to or 
very long terms, at least on my part, which I was apologizing after. I forget what I said was about uh, taking long terms, yeah. but I had mentioned that I had been a bit since Isaac had played online, and uh, for Leslie, he's also still away for the game, so it can, it's understandable to be taking terms a little bit longer than normal. Uh, and if there is an issue, then you should uh, call your judge. It's okay to call your judge. There's no bad reason. You're just trying to play the game. Thank you. That helps quell my conscience. Ooh. Yeah, uh, my stance on that is just if you think your opponent's taking too long, there's no shame in just like calling the judge. I usually just do it right away. Like, I don't, if someone does it to me, I won't feel insulted. Sometimes I go a little too long and I get that. All right. So, round two, you play Lewis. Do you recall what he played on his team? Uh, I know he was playing like soldiers, but I don't remember the exact thing. So, uh, it was actually a Spider Man family thing. It had Captain Carter, Scarlet Iron Man, 70, 1776, uh, Super Mario Lantern, Human Torch, Jimmy Lee, Marvella, Mary Jane Watson, the common from Spider Man. So, tell us about this match. Yeah, his first turn, he blew up my emotional modifier um, and moved up, like, somewhat up the board. I equipped my equipment and just hunkered down, put up some barrier. He just passed, and so I was able to TK up my Scarlet Witch and get the Chaos Marker down, and it encompassed his entire team, which really, like, that just put me in the driver's seat for that game. He just had, he got, I think, one attack off of my Scarlet Witch and then just had to leave. Uh, I was able to TK her up, get the rune marker back on his entire team again. And this time, I think I, yeah, I even got an attack off on his Green Lantern and took him out. He had a chance to take out my Scarlet Witch, although I did have a lot of rollouts. And I think he just ended up missing the attacks because his dice crapped out on the turn he was able to take her out. He rolled a crit hit twice, and then I probed it into a four. And then from there, he was still in the rune marker, so I was able to just charge Flurry with Iron Man, do some cleanup, take out his Carter, take out his um, Jimmy Woo. They were, his entire team, or all his main attackers were still in the rune marker by then. And I think time was called, but had it kept going, I think I was comfortably, I would have comfortably been able to take out the rest of his team, at least. I think it might have been that I just moved up a little too far. If he was a couple squares back, I don't think my Scarlet Witch would have been able to get over there. Although I'm not sure if he would have been able to attack me either. So it could have just been a very stalemate game for a while. I don't know. All right, all right, all right. So round three, you played against Jay Salomon. Can you go over his team and your match with him? Yeah, he was playing Thanos Collector, Sprite, Star Sapphire, and Molecule Man. Yeah. So J1 map, I had plus two, which is... And then, so he put us on Realm of Death, which I had a plan going into it, but I was going to do. He was playing Thanos with the assumption that he would get nerfed and not be able to see through everything for just normal attacks and just for mind control. Which, if he was playing it the way it currently is, I think the game would have been very different. But with how he was playing it, I, he couldn't blow up my objects turn one. He just equipped. I was able to get my emotional modifier and give my whole team battle fury. And his Thanos just can't do very much if he can't shoot through walls and only mind control. Not battle fury. So yeah. So I just I was just moving up. I took out a sprite. He got mind control off on me because I had positioned weirdly and he was able to bring out his destroyer. But I called charge flurry CCE with my Franklin and was able to take out his destroyer 
with the one attack, which put me up on points. So he had to come to me. And when I, then I just hunkered down, called Battle Fury, made sure Lockjaw could see everybody. He had to come close. And I was just able to flurry with Iron Man, flurry with Franklin, and take out his Thanos when he got close enough. He ended up coming to me since I, he was keeping a lot of space right in the beginning where he was just, he was going up, he mind controlled, uh, like Marvella and Human Torch and then went back. And then you did that one more time after I took out his destroyer. But once I got up a hundred points, he had to come to me and I was just, I was comfortable just sitting there, battle fury on everyone, waiting for him to come since I was up on points. And the only way he was able to attack was to just get in my face, which didn't work out. Yes, I... I KO'd the Destroyer, because if you do it in one attack, or in one action, since he goes back to the sideline after resolutions, doing one action, he's just KO'd and you get the points. Yeah, I did it with my Franklin in this instance, but he's not, he's very difficult to KO, but it's always something to keep in mind. Once I KO'd his Thanos, he just scoops. I kind of forgot what the follow-up question was here, but I will comment about his record and his points, how he went 3-0 with uh, 545. I think it was more so just that I hadn't played online in a while, and I was going a bit slow. Obviously, not slow, too slow as we talked about before. But uh, in like in a real world across the board scenario, I think I could probably get a couple more turns in there, maybe because each game ended where I had like a rune marker down with Scarlet Witch or something, and then I could have done a lot of damage the next turn and gotten a lot of points, but then time was called. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but game, like knowing the clock and potentially gaming the clock is a very, very important skill and a very like significant thing that you need to know in order to win games. Because most games now go to time, in person or online. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, as the teams get more and more aggressive, they also get more and more clicks with Thanos or Lockjaw. And so they kind of just balance out. Yeah, I mean, I, I never thought Thanos needed an errata. I thought he was very good, but he wasn't oppressive. Like, teams could beat him. Thanks, Isaac, for coming on to the show and coming out to the tournament tonight. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, thank you for hosting them. They're awesome. I plan to play in, if not next week's one, the week after. Also, thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. I appreciate it. And uh, come check out our tournaments as well. They are uh, every Friday night. And if you like listening to the show or like supporting what I'm doing, Please uh, check out my Patreon at the broadcast show. Also, really sorry about the messed up audio from these uh, past couple episodes and for the next episode. Transmission complete.